Hello, top of the list listeners. I am your host, Dom, here with my co-host, RB. Say what's up. What's up, everybody? And welcome back to another episode review here on top of the list. Uh, This episode, we are going to be talking about the Rick and Morty season six premiere. Uh, Famously, if you want to look back on our opinions, we panned a lot of season five. We said that there was a lot of episodes we didn't like, and we've talked about it ad nauseum. So you can go back and listen to those videos on the channel. But we wanted to talk about the season six premiere, and we also wanted to respond to what the uh, creator of the show, Justin Roiland, Roiland, um, has said about how he's going to improve season six. And we're going to answer that question in this episode. So let's get started, RB. Uh, well, first of all, we got to say spoiler alert, right? Yeah, with, without a doubt. Uh, so big time spoiler alert here. We're going to be coming right at it with uh, this premiere titled Solar X. Um, season six is underway. And uh, with our spoiler alert here, we we spoilers <laughs> are in play. All right, let's let's start off with scores, Don. Yes. And I'm going to kick off my score because I'm excited about this one. I'm going to give this one a nine and a half out of 10. Uh, they could have gone two ways. The way season uh, season five ended. They could have gone with the, we're just going to disregard everything that happened and start with season with episode one of season six as just a side story, a a la Mr. Nimbus story, which yeah. we've seen them do before. Or we can just keep going with the story, keep understanding that our Rick and our Morty, C-137, I believe, is is their reality, even though we find out they're not from that original reality. Um, but these, these Ricks and Mortys are wiser. They have survived the Citadel. They understand the uh, multidimensional time travel and everything that's going on, and we can build from that. And I am so grateful they went with the second option to continue to build everything that came together in the Season 5 finale. Again, we had disliked season five yes definitely the weakest season of rick and morty (laughs) because everything was a side story it seemed with the exception of the finale finale was amazing and this was right there on the level with this finale the only reason i give it a nine and a half out of ten there were so many great deep cuts in this uh in this episode it was almost for me a little too complex where i had to pause it and like look up wait what happened in season two same here that's the only reason i don't give it a 10 out of 10 because some of them they went so obscure. Same but, here, I buddy. Mean, that's the to me the best reason you can give an episodic oh, television show a a tick lower of a score because that's what it is. It's an episodic show, but this is a show that has continued to build a storyline, and I hope they continue going for it here in season six with one uniform storyline with this Rick and Morty. So nine and a, nine and a half out of ten for me. Man, I'm so freaking excited to talk about the season six premiere, RB. I mean, I I think. I was as amazed as you were, if not even more. I, I'm in love with this episode. And not only do I think it has potential to be the best episode of Rick and Morty, I think um, it's one of the best episodes of TV I've seen in a little while. And I'm going to tell you one reason why, and it's very few television shows can pull this off. They completely, oh, excuse me. Sorry, that was my phone. <laughs> um, that was almost like the... The Rick and Morty episode where they get the pager. The duplicates. (laughs) The duplicates. (laughs) Um, We can have deep cuts in this episode too. But very few episodes of TV have pulled off what the season six premiere did. And that is it changed the entire status quo of the the show. Um, And 
I was so impressed with how the writers pulled, pulled this one off just from number one character perspective. But from, like I said, a story perspective, the status quo of the entire show is Rick and Morty go on adventures using this portal gun. And this episode had the boldness to say, well, what if they didn't have that portal gun with them? And what if they didn't have access to the usual methods of their crazy adventures? And what if we just focused on some crazy character development and to me, this was, it felt like an almost completely different show at certain points to me. And that's why I think I, I, I would say nine and a half, but I think I'm convinced enough to say 10 out of 10 for me, honestly. Okay. Yeah. And it's, it's well-deserving of that score. Um, this is, it's funny. I'm, I'm pulling this from, from your deck of cards, it seems Dom, but I'm giving my episode a nine and a half or my score is a nine and a half because I'm excited to see where they go. And I want to give them even more room to right. give them that 10 later on. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I don't disagree that this could be a 10 out of 10 episode. And you're absolutely right. The idea and the understanding, and I think they're going to go for it this season, that portal travel is gone. And they're going to have to find a new way to meander through whatever challenges they have, including what seems to be an introduction in this episodic television show, something we haven't seen before, of a big bad, yes. of the original Rick that, introduced Auric to time travel and then killed his wife. Morty's true grandfather. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that was a big development. I, I thought I, that blew me away, honestly. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, yeah, RB, I, I love to see them continue with this line of where, you know, our biggest complaint with a few episodes, just like the one we just mentioned, where the duplicate episode, it made everything feel like there was no consequences. This episode said, yeah, forget about that. We were going to put consequences in this show. And I hope they yep. keep going with that because well, this, we love that. This tied back, of course, to um, I believe it was the season three premiere, if I'm not mistaken. It may have been okay. season four um, where we first see Rick's uh, you know, backstory. We see it when he's inside the, the – not the Citadel. Season but three, the, episode one. Yes, yeah. where they're in the prison break and they're inside his mind. Yep. So we have that callback. And then also going back to last season, the episode where he's inside Bird Person's mind. Absolutely. Trying to save, you know, have Bird Person remember who he is and not make him Phoenix Person. Um, we get a lot of that with we, Rick's backstory of his whole arc is trying to find the Rick that killed his family. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's extremely pertinent. Again, for something that as simplistic as some would say is it just an adult humored cartoon to be going into deep cuts through multiple seasons. I mean, that's that's huge. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I don't know. I just I think you could look at let's look at every character in the episode. I mean, from Rick to Morty to Jerry to the two um, two, Beths. two moms, two Beths. Yep. Yeah. And uh, Summer, like every storyline in this one, every main storyline has this theme like overall connecting theme of these are the consequences of our actions. And yeah. I just, I just love that. That was the message in this episode. That's something they rarely pull off in the show uh, that, you know, and usually if there is consequences, it's played for humor. And this one was played serious, which was very different to me, especially with Morty seeing how his father survived. I think it was the, the Cronenberg world. Yeah, or... the, the Cronen Cronenberg world after Morty Cronenberg, the world because he wanted Jennifer to love him in season one, the love potion. And it's such a great like dichotomy where you've seen how far Morty's come, but then you see also like the darkness and the consequences of how far that journey has taken him. I just loved it. I, I thought it was so deep. I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. So, I mean, let's, let's talk about the, yes. the original universes from all of our characters. I just want to make sure we're all on the same page here. So starting with Jerry and that one sort of hit with us in the face. This <laughs> Jerry is only a different Jerry because of the episode with uh, the, the gaseous cloud with fart. 
that they go to the Jerry Burry. Uh, yeah, the Jerry Burry. They grabbed the wrong Jerry. Yep. And that's uh, something so, we had theorized ever since that episode. And to, to have it back is excellent. To have a, a callback to that is amazing. Yeah, and, I, I uh, loved it. And even even to reference it when they go back and rescue Jerry <laughs> and the whole family's fighting. Wow, a lot of season two vibes in there. Yeah, <laughs> or maybe it was season three vibes. I think. Yeah, I, season yeah. two vibes. He <laughs> says, "Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, great. A, a great line, a great moment. Again, something that Justin Roiland uh, referenced in the wake of the release of season five that Rick is going to become more self-aware that he's within a TV show, and here they execute it perfectly. Him calling back episodes within within this episode, calling back other seasons." I love when they do that and they're able yeah. to pull it off in this format and in this style in such a flawless way. I, I love the way they did that. Just like they said, uh, oh, it's season two, Jerry, when they get yeah. back to the house. And then, of yeah. course, the one of the weirdest, biggest twists in the show that I didn't see coming is he released this little animal. What's the name of the animal? Yeah. Oh, I got to find the name. You keep going. But yes, uh, I... but it, it bites Jerry on the ankle and it turns its ankle turns into a lump and the lump has the face of the little animal and then it just completely devours the entire earth it was mr. so frundles crazy. mr frundles just takes over the yes. whole planet They're like oh shit we got yes. to find a new timeline now yep earth which is another massive twist yep. a massive well, twist on the massive twist it's just huge just proof though i i think that they you know how deep they're in this and how about the call back to like once again the Cronenberg Earth where they said, well, where's where's our real uh, dad and like I think it was Beth said it, where's our real dad and Morty? Oh, well, they're buried in the backyard. That's what's attracting the possums. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was so great. That was a great callback. That I love yep, the callbacks. Yep. This was an episode for Rick and Morty fans. I loved yep. it. Yeah. Now let's let's talk about. So we talked about Jerry. We talked about Morty. Rick's callback. So this is yes. again what who we will call the original rick the rick who was C-137. going to give up science be with his wife and his daughter and raise her and then rick our our morty's true rick comes and offers him the portal gun he says no i've got everything i want here and then drops the bomb to kill rick's family so as to force him to invent portal travel which to me, represented when we saw it last season in Bird Persian, what set off the creation of the Citadel. Uh, you know, if if Rick doesn't invent portal travel, none of these other Ricks in, in, in exist. And that's why that had to happen. Yeah, exactly. And they also showed it in like that really big, long, with, with no dialogue, that big cutaway uh, where Morty stabs himself in the neck with all the memories that were downloaded in the device at the season finale. And then Morty sees everything. So Morty knows all this is true now. He knows that it's all because Diane or whatever, you know, yeah. Rick's wife was Rick's killed wife. with Beth. And I, yeah. I just love learning more. Like, like they, they've hinted at it in so many episodes in the past seasons, you know, what's canon and what's not like, what's really like the reasoning and what's the true origin. And I'm, I love that. They're just fully saying, okay, yeah, this is what really happened. And I, I love that. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree. And I, I love the emotional pull here with Rick uh, and having this invention that he's created of it, you know, a voice of his wife as AI to haunt him. I, I love that. Hilarious and, and sad at the episode. same time. Yes. And that's what Rick and Morty does so well. Playing She's always emotion, in the other room. On the funny side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I thought yeah. I thought that was incredibly well handled. Yeah. And, and I think that. Um, 
I'm curious to know if that was actually his wife's voice or if it was, was that what you understood it as that was his voice her his wife's voice or just the that AI was, voice he created? I, I think that was his wife's voice. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Yeah. And it was interesting to see um, that it, uh, for some reason I had always envisioned where the accident happened with his wife and daughter was the same house that they live in, in their timeline right, with Morty yeah. and everybody. But it was a different house, I realized. Which this which, time. which makes sense yeah. because you know, Rick Rick and Morty, you know, Morty lives where with, with Rick now in his parents' house, not in Rick's right. house. Yes. That exactly. he, he raised Beth in, yes. But still, Rick always working out of the garage, no matter what house he's in. He's always got a garage to go somewhere. Yes. And now how incredible. One final scene I want to talk about here. Please. And it looks like this season they're uh, they're referring to our who were we surmise is our big bad as Rick Prime. So you have Got Rick, it. who's our Rick, and then Rick Prime. Um, how incredible is this sequence that Rick Prime creates when they get to his space fortress, whatever? You know, <laughs> oh, you know, is that me or is that just some other guy? I'm doing Kaiser Soze on you now. Yeah. You know, just dancing around <laughs> naked, you know. I thought that was great. And he wants to go after him. And it's Morty, who's the, the voice of reason. He says, you know, this is a trap you're walking right into. And he, he kind of stops him from doing it. Yeah, absolutely. I think this is an excellent scene as well. There's so many great scenes in this episode. You know, they just keep popping back up in my head one by one because they were all amazing. Yeah, there wasn't one flat spot in the whole episode. Even the storyline with the two Beths and Summer and mm -hmm. Space Mom, how she yep. kept saying that. I thought that was really cool. Yep. <laughs> and I like the yep. growth there. With I, I love seeing Space Beth because yeah, space space beth is awesome and yeah. her, her growth and development of you know hey maybe i can come around every once in a while she wants I mean, she's part of the family now which is awesome because space yeah. beth is badass absolutely yeah absolutely. i mean how cool is it when she shot what was it shot her fingers right <laughs> that was her so awesome out. yeah it's so awesome <laughs> oh my god and uh yeah i just there's just so much to we could dissect this episode forever i feel like but yes. it was so great and of course the the big twist at the end is that they have to get a new timeline just a lot you know the cronenberg earth they had to get a brand new timeline and in this one what's the big difference rb Par parmesan parmesan we don't say they don't say parmesan cheese they say parmesan ew i hate it and you know that's going to come up as an indicator of that oh this is the universe yep. we're in now because they're you know they're going to say pass the parmesan in the next episode <laughs> yep, absolutely. So next episode, uh, titled Rick, A Mort Well Lived, which is a direct callback to uh, Roy, A Life Well Lived. Uh, of course, the Blips and Chits game. Um, so curious to see where they go with that. What kind of, I mean, obviously that alludes, I think, to some sort of simulation and excited to see what they do with that. So that is episode two coming out next Sunday. Uh, I don't think we're going to do episodic reviews for this. Are we, Dom? Um. Probably not. We got a little bit of a schedule coming up uh, as far as we got Pinocchio and Cobra Kai reviews to come out in the next two weeks. But um, we might revisit if there's if there's an episode that just blows our socks off. We'll have to do a, a quick review. Right, RB? Because we just love the show so much. So we'll, we'll kind Correct. of play it by Correct. ear. And I think I think in total, they've said there are going to be 10 episodes this season. So maybe we'll we'll check at the halfway point. Uh We'll, we'll see from there. But like you alluded to, Dom, coming up next for our top of the list listeners, we have Pinocchio. We have Cobra Kai Season 5. We also have Elvis, which uh, just hit HBO Max. So didn't get a chance to see that in theaters, but received really great reviews. Uh, excited to see that one. Maybe we do uh, Elvis and, and Pinocchio. We could do in the same one because I think Tom Hanks is in both of them. He plays Geppetto, and then he plays sort of the guy, I think, who discovers Elvis. The Colonel. So maybe, maybe we could do that together. 
Yep. Um, we'll, we'll see. We got great content coming. The second half of summer into fall is kind of kicking in here. Of course, films maybe not as plentiful until we get closer to the holiday season, but great TV time coming up. So we'll have lots of episodes coming uh, for you, the listeners at home. Absolutely. And to finish off our review here, let's talk RB. Let's answer the big question we posed at the beginning. Was Justin Roiland right? Is this is like, I, I guess it's a kind of a two-sided question on my part, RB. So did he improve season six just from the premiere? I think we could both say it safely. That's a big yes. yes. But here's the big question is, is it going to be a follow through? Are we going to, I'm fine with having a couple one-off episodes, but is this season going to follow an overall story where each episode follows the consequences of the last? What, what's your opinion? I, I certainly hope so. I, I think hope they're so going for it this season. I think so. Uh, without a doubt, uh, especially with, to me, that post-credit scene was the establishment of a big bad with Rick Prime. Absolutely. I think that's what is going to be the centering arc of this entire season. Um, like you said, maybe a few one-off episodes. I'm trying to think of an example because I feel like we just watched a show that was like this that introduced a big bad in season one. Oh, I know, uh, Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. was very similar to this the introduction to Darth Vader the overarching that he's there the whole time even though we don't have him and Obi-Wan facing off in every episode uh, I, I hope they go with that that we have maybe some side stories but there's always the overarching storyline in every episode that Rick Prime's coming Rick's still coming for him and there's going to be that final face off at the end uh, if, if they keep to that I think this could be the greatest season ever or at least could rival I want to say season two Maybe season three. I think season two was my favorite. Yeah. Um, season two and three were both excellent. But. Yeah, absolutely. I, I fully agree with you, RB. I hope they go down that route. I wouldn't, I couldn't be happier if they did because yeah. that's what we're all looking for. If there's a season to do it, it's this season because they did, they built up the, it seemed like they saved all their story talents for that finale last season. And then now they said, okay, well, let's just build off of this. And I hope, I hope they do it and we'll let you guys know. We'll, we'll, We'll definitely revisit Rick and Morty before the end of season six, and we'll do either a halfway point review or if there's a, just a spectacular episode, we will review it. So stay tuned here on top of the list. You can find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Give us a five-star review. Let us know what you want us to review next, and we'll put it on the calendar as well. Um, with that said, if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can also find our Twitter handles in the description, along with our letterboxed profiles you can go on letterboxd and you can see what movies we've been watching what we've been rating and you guys can do the same and watch the same movies that rb and i like so find all that information down in the description below and of course we'll see you on the next episode of top of the list later everybody